Morning, church. I think the message is over already. <laughs> okay. Are we excited to be in the house of the Lord? You sure? Have you seen some Kairos moments this morning? Should I tell you one? The drums. <laughs> Who knew Pastor Steve could drum as well? Seriously, you know, the good thing about Kairos is it's a time of revelation. I was captivated. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. We're responsive people, right? Are, yeah. Okay. So, I bring you good news today, this morning. We started a, a, a new series on pathways. And today we'll be going into the pathways of wisdom. But before we dive into the pathways of wisdom, what God put in my heart this week, it might pop up on the screen. It says, for every news, there is a good news, what God is saying. For every story, there is his story. For every picture, there is his vision. For every circumstance, there is God's stands. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Unfortunately, I do not have a love story with Jess going into the woods like Pastor Steve. <laughs> so I've never got lost in the woods with Jess. Have we gotten lost? Okay. It's great to have Jess in front as well. Moral supports, you know. But I just want to put this diagram up here about life. So in life, it's like a journey. And sometimes we have to make a choice. Not sometimes, probably all the time. <laughs> and the choice is either man's choice or God's choice. And whenever you make a choice, it takes you on the pathway. It creates a pathway. And the Bible says something in Proverbs 14, 12. The New International Version, it says, There is a way that appears to be right, but the end leads towards death. Man's choice, man's wisdom, God's choice, God's wisdom. Praise the Lord. The good thing about life as well is it gives us opportunity to make so much choice. Choice of what to study as probably undergraduate students. Choice of where to live. Choice of what to eat. Choice of what spot to support. What team to probably support that remain on top of the Premier League even after 28 games. We know the team, right? Are you supporting that team? <laughs> okay. I know Jamie will be happy now. Where is he? <laughs> okay. Choice of who to marry. And choice of probably what to do. However, any choice we make, like I said, becomes a pathway. It becomes a pathway. But the good news that God has given us today 
It's yes. He has answered the questions that man's wisdom brings. And that's, he says, in John 14, 5 to 6. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you go, where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the question that might be in our heads today is, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? We know what man's wisdom is. Man's wisdom probably just puts more questions in your heart. Man's wisdom will keep you pondering. But what is true wisdom? Wisdom is the capacity of the mind that enables us to understand life from God's perspective. Wisdom is the capacity of the mind that enables us as human beings to understand and see life from what? So we're seeing this life from God's words perspective. Praise the Lord. Secondly, wisdom is the ability to discern between good and evil. The ability to make the right choice. Let's see what 1 Kings 3.19 says. It says, and this was Solomon asking God, when God has told him, what do you want me to bless you with? And he told God, give your servant words a descending heart to govern your people and to distinguish words between right and wrong for who is able to govern his great people of yours. So wisdom is not just making a choice on which path to follow, but wisdom is also what? The ability to discern between what? Right and wrong. Praise the Lord. Thirdly, we can say wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is what? The principal thing. So on a scale of preference, it comes what? First. And I like to make an illustration of what God told me about this. So if you see Proverbs 4-7, it clearly spells this out that what? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get what? Understanding. But this is a beautiful thing about Matthew what? 6.33. What does Matthew 6.33 tell us? It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing we what? Be added unto you. So we can simply say what? Wisdom is what? The kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. I want to share a little story of how I encountered Matthew 3, 6.33. So while in the university, God had given me understanding and knowledge, but I probably misused it. So it was my third year, I can never forget. 
were writing this exam, and I was this kind of person that wanted to always help people around me. Honestly, I wanted to help people. So even during the exam hall, I wanted to help people as well. <laughs> but that was what my practice. But I never saw it in that light. I saw it as just helping people. And I was this helper that always liked to wear T-shirts that was distinct. So I always had a shirt that had a tattoo so you can, like, Paris, something. <laughs> so I always had a shirt that was distinct. So while we're writing this exam, this particular lecturer said, stop talking. I wasn't asking for questions. I was telling someone the answer. And you know that look that happens that you, they tell you, you, stop talking, and you turn back. You know it's you, but... <laughs> but he turned back so I did that he left me and he said stop talking you there or else I'll come and tear your paper and I still did not stop I was telling the guy he asked me for an answer I told him okay after I finish I'll let you know the answer so the lecturer caught me and he told me leave the class and the worst part was I had not done the compulsory question <laughs> and you know the compulsory question always takes the highest mark so in that anger in that rage I stepped out of the class I was furious I took a bus heading back home but do you know what happened there was this big lorry in front of me this big lorry just moving and I kept seeing Matthew 6.33 behind the lorry you know, still in the anger, I just looked, what is Matthew 63, I beg, just threw my face away. But my eyes kept going back, kept going back, kept going back. And I was curious, and I said, okay, when I get home, I'll find out what Matthew 63 is all about. And like you all know, I grew up in the church, right? So apparently, I've been hearing Matthew 63 all along, <laughs> but, but I did not even know where it was from. So I took the Bible and I opened Matthew 6.33 and wow, behold, it was seek ye first the kingdom of God. So he was simply telling me, seek ye first wisdom. Seek ye first wisdom. Do not apply man's wisdom. Seek ye first God's wisdom. And at that point in time, because I was angry, the guy had been calling me but I was not taking his call. I was like, no, 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 no. You made me to fail this exam. <laughs> so the moment I read Matthew 6.33, I calmed down, I prayed, and I answered his call. That was like an encounter with God. That was an encounter, but we know the story down the line, right? Okay. <laughs> Until the main encounter came. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let's see man's picture versus God's vision. Man's picture... Versus God's vision. So you see, she just called me teacher. Can you imagine? <laughs> but it's beautiful to hold a pen. If I was to choose a career, I'd probably choose lecturing. Okay. So what does man see? Man sees a limited view. So if you take a picture, for example, a picture is bordered, right? by the side. He doesn't see beyond the, the boundaries. But God sees what? The end. So for example, when 
Joseph had that whole vision, that, that dream, and he saw himself becoming top-notch, a big man. He saw his brothers coming to bow before him. He didn't see the journey. He didn't see what he was going to go through, and he probably didn't know see the end. But God knew what he was going to go through, and God also what saw the end. Another thing about man's picture, man's picture, is that it is limited in itself. So man's vision, man's wisdom, is limited in itself. It only creates more questions. It just keeps creating questions. But God's wisdom does what? Answers those questions. God's wisdom answers those questions. Another thing about man's picture is that it is foolishness in the sight of God. What does the Bible say? In Proverbs, it says the wisdom of man is what? Foolishness in the sight of God. So sometimes as man, as men, we think we know it all. We think we have that capacity to do it all. But God just sits up there and just smiles and laughs. Except you come through me, you cannot get through wisdom. Praise the Lord. So what is God's plan for humanity? In all these parts of wisdom, I'm so sure that what have we done? As sometimes in our life, we probably what? Taking the wrong paths. Man's paths and God's paths. But we know that God has revealed himself to us as what? A master planner. So he has a plan for humanity in all. He has a plan for humanity in all. So the first plan that he has for us is reconciliation through salvation. Reconciliation through salvation. Let's see what John 3, 16, 17 says. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. So he gave me a picture of what this can be. Are, we, are there mathematicians in the house today? Oh, brilliant. I knew it. The moment I saw it, I said, <laughs> and we have one here as well. I know she will not raise her hand, but she's here as well. Okay. You remember Seth's theory, right? The Venn diagram. Can you remember it? No, I'm not going to ask you questions. You don't, need to <laughs> you don't need to say yes or no. But I want us to use the knowledge from Seth's theory, the Venn diagram, to understand this concept of what God has put in our hearts. So, if you can remember, there are three symbols in set theory. You have the intercession, right? You have the union. And you have the words, subsets. Can you remember? Okay. She was... <laughs> She was on the headmaster's list. The day I saw it, I was intimidated. I'm just praying one day, Tama does not grow up and say, Daddy, where is your award? <laughs> okay. 
So for, for, for refreshing our memories, the, set, the Venn diagram in Setter has to do with circles and whatever. You remember that one now? <laughs> okay. So let's see this as man, and let's see this as God's plan. So before salvation, man is outside God's plan. He has not accepted God as his Lord and personal Savior. At that Kairos moment when you accept God, they become what? Comes an interception. So man receives God as his Lord and personal Savior. He starts getting some attributes of what? Of God. But God doesn't want it to end here. God wants it to move to a union. And what is a union? A union is simply what? Coming as you are, bringing all your attributes into God. Give it so it expands. Put it all. So when you give your life to God, to Christ in the first place, you might still struggle. You might still have some some things you still battle with. You might still have some addictions in your life. But he's saying what? Come, let's have that union. Let those things not push you away from me. I will deal with those things by myself. He doesn't want it to end here. And this is the beautiful part of it. He wants us to become what? A subset of him. So we move from this place to this place and move down towards this place. At this point, we'll become a subset. He has dealt with what? All those negativities in our life. And that's why he says what? Abide in me. And what? I in you. In you. Praise the Lord. The next, he wants a great relationship. John 15, 4 to 7. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my word remain in you, ask whatever you wish and, I will, and it will be done for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he wants us to grow from, yes, accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and coming into that subset. Telling him that, Lord God, yes, I acknowledge the fact that I still have stuff to battle with. I still have things I battle with. I still have addictions in my life. I still have doubts. I still have an unforgiving spirit. I still have all these negativities around me. But he does not rule you off. He will deal with those things 
in due course. And as he deals with it, we become what? A subset of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How am I doing for time, my timekeeper? <laughs> She's my timekeeper this morning. <laughs> okay. So what do we need to do to get on this path of wisdom? So we've looked at it that, yes, life, there are two main paths. Man's wisdom, God's wisdom. But what do we need to do as the chosen ones to be on this path of wisdom? It's simple. First is what? Intercept with God. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Accept God as your Lord and Savior. Accept the free gift of salvation. Believe in him. With the heart, man believeth. And with the mouth, what? Confession is made unto what? Salvation. Next, you want to confess your helplessness. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it all along. You can't grow from an interception to a subset. It's not possible. At best, man is a failure. The world is too attractive. The world with L is too what? Attractive. You can be passing by and you see things that will appeal to you. But if you do not allow the Holy Spirit to do what he's meant to do in you, you'll be cut off. You'll go back. You'll what? Be pulled out. But when you submit yourself unto him and say, Lord God, I cannot do this by myself, he will hold you steadfast. Next is to fear God. Fear God. Fear, Fear here is not... The fear of man, like the fear, fear, but it's more of respect and love. Respect and love. And that's why Solomon says in the book of Proverbs 19 that what? The fear of God, the respect and love of God is the beginning of what? Wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. Okay. I'm gradually bringing this message to an end. I want us to look at some practical steps to keep us on this path of wisdom. So it doesn't just look, oh, all theoretical, because God is not a theory. God is not another hypothesis. God is real. He is what? Real. So what are some practical actions to keep us on this path? Because like I said, why walking on this path of wisdom? The world will still what? Flash at you. It will still bring those things that you did when you were in the other side of what? Wisdom, when a man's path way, he will st- it will still what flash those things at you, but there are some practical things that will keep you steadfast in this what path of wisdom, God's path of wisdom. The first is to keep your focus on God. Keep your focus on God. Remember the story of of what Peter, as he kept his focus on God, on Jesus Christ. What happened? He walked on water as Jesus walked on water. He walked on water as Jesus walked on water. But the moment he took his focus off Jesus Christ, what happened? He began to sink. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. The second is for us to guard our hearts. I love what God has taught me about John 10.10. 10. He says, The thief cometh to steal, which is the devil. 
to kill and to what? Destroy. He will only achieve that if you let him in. The thief is a stranger. So the devil, the moment you've accepted Christ, the devil, which is a thief, becomes what? A stranger. And what happens? If a stranger comes and knocks your door, what will you do as a human being? If you've never met me before, and I come and knock your door, and I tell you, open your door, what would you do? Would you open up for me? <laughs> Especially with my size. <laughs> so, so I come in the morning, and I knock your door, and I'm saying, open, open, open. Would you open? Even if it's raining. <laughs> and I said, I, I'm probably asked Sunday pastor, I said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. <laughs> Would you open up? But this is the reality of it. For strangers, for who we do not know, for who we do not have relationship with, what do we do? We put away. We do not open the door for such people. So treat the devil as such. Treat the devil as such. The umbrella we carry, it's a rainy day, right? Most of us have umbrellas. Prevents what? Raindrops from coming through. But the moment there are punctures, there are holes in it, what happens? Those raindrops will penetrate. The moment we open up for the devil, the moment we open up for the thief, he will come in to steal. He will not just stop at stealing. He will kill and he will destroy. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. The third thing we need to do is to be part of a community that truly sees Jesus Christ as the center and genuinely encourage, encourages spiritual growth of all the members. Be part of a community. A community like this. A community even outside this. Join a group. Join a connect group. It should not just be a Sunday affair because life is not just a Sunday affair. Outside Sundays, how many days? Six days. So what are you doing those six days? Are you constantly feeding on God's word? So be, be part of what a community that sees Jesus as the center. I love this last one. I love this last one. Become a soul winner. You know what the Bible says? In Proverbs what? 11.30. What does the Bible say? It says, let us become what? Soul winners. The fruits of what? Righteous. Okay? And the good thing about soul winning, it says what? He who wins souls is wise. The good thing about soul winning is you are taking what? That salvation you've received, that gift you've received, and pulling people from this point. You are pulling them into this point and pulling them into this point. Not by your power, but by God's doing. You are just sowing seeds of what? Righteousness, seeds of salvation, and God what? Do the needful. Praise the Lord. So let today, I urge all of us, let's become soul winners. Not just by talking to people, but our lifestyle. Let our lifestyle depict God. I believe evangelism goes far beyond opening your mouth and telling somebody about God. 
if you tell somebody about God and your lifestyle does not reflect God, do you think anything will be done? But most times, people are convicted by your lifestyle. People want to know where you get your grace from. People want to see, want to know why you are different. And that difference comes by what? Your action. So let's start living a life that what? Demonstrates godliness and what? Christ. Lastly, before we go, or before I go, I'll hand over to Pastor Steve. You know, we had an agreement last time. I told Pastor Steve I will not come until after two years. <laughs> but he pulled me out again. <laughs> let's see what John 15, 1 to 5 say. What does it say? I think it will pop up on the screen. John 15, 1 to 5. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Why every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will what? Even bear more fruit. So let's hold it there. Let's hold it there for, for, for now. So that's more of soul winning. So while we are in him, we are in that union, at that state of being in union with him. Hold it. I need to take it off. <laughs> okay? He prunes us, he enables us to what? Bear what? More fruits. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. You cannot be a soul winner outside God. You cannot be a soul winner if you are not in what? If you are not a subset of God. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. So he's telling us we are the branches. As children of God, we are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruits. You become what? A soul winner. You win souls for the kingdom of God. People will be convicted because of what they see in you. The miracles God is doing in your life. Apart from me, you can do worth nothing. So I want to urge us today, on this path of wisdom, which we have chosen as Christians this morning, let's keep our focus on him. Let's keep our focus on him. Let's also... Be intentional about Christianity. Let's not just say, oh, I've received Christ. I'm making heaven. Look around you. If you make heaven, if rapture was to happen today, of which I don't want rapture to happen today because I want to see my baby. <laughs> or do you want rapture to happen today? <laughs> so, but if paraventure was to happen today, how many of us will make heaven? And if the answer is yes, all of us here, what about your neighbors? What about the people you work with? What about the people that, that you see Monday to Saturday? Would you see them up there? I want us to answer that question. It's a take-home question. So let's become intentional about what our salvation. Begin to speak, begin to act. I'll say do more of acting. Let's not acting, acting, no. not forming Christian, no. Uh -huh. It's not an action movie. But let your lifestyle begin to what depicts Christ. 
And also, if God gives you the opportunity to speak, speak. Let's become intentional. And God will bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's nice doing this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but just before I go, I just, uh, it's just in my heart to, if, if, if you've not chosen this part of wisdom, and if God has put it in your heart this day and say, oh, I want to choose this part of wisdom. I don't want to do it by my own self. I don't want to do it by my own strength. Because the word says, by strength shall no man what prevail. Let's just all close our eyes while we just pray and say, Father, Lord God, I want to be on this path of wisdom. I want to be on this path of wisdom. I want to be on this path of wisdom. Lord God, I bring to you my helplessness and my hopelessness. You are the God of turnaround. You are the God that can turn even the dead to the living. You are the God of yes and amen. Lord God, turn around my life this day. Turn around my life this day. Turn around my life this day. Put my life straight and back in your path that I might begin to do and act in accordance with your word. May I never be pulled off the spot. We thank you, precious everlasting Father, for in Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. Amen.